Welcome to the Prophetic Zone with Apostle Katrina Garrett, where she and her husband, Apostle Tommy Garrett, are the founders of Thy Kingdom Come Global Ministries in Panama City, Florida. Here is your host, Apostle Katrina Garrett. Tuning in right here on the Prophetic Zone on Good Thieves Radio Broadcast with Dr. Renee Sunday. And we are so blessed. We don't count it uh, robbery and we don't count it, um, we don't want to be unthankful for those that God has blessed you with to be able to allow you to be a voice in this hour. So I thank God for her and I praise God for the work of the ministry that God has put in her life and what she's doing at this at this, at this very moment, this uh, crucial moment in times that we are living in right now. And so I want to bless you on this afternoon with a word from the Lord that he has given me. I have been in prayer, and I'm really seeking the Lord for direction concerning the body of Christ and what we need to be doing in this hour. And one of the things the Lord was sharing with me was he was sharing with me that we really need to start really um, preaching the truth and really getting the message of the gospel of hope out there Um, because we are living in a time where there is a great apostasy and we see that many people are falling away. And, you know, a lot of times we've made statements, and I've even made this statement, that, you know, well, it's not always up for us to expose those who are false, but it's really up to the Lord to do that. But, you know, as I was studying and as I was reading, um, that's not actually true. We are called to confront, and we are called um, to expose these things that are not of God, not to make it as 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 your specific assignment. And I'm not saying calling out names and, and those things of that nature, but calling out the spirit that's operating. We as believers, we must not ignore spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's one of the principalities or one of the things that we're fighting is we're fighting these spiritual wickedness in high places besides principalities and besides um, rulers of this dark age. And so the spiritual wickedness in high places is basically a place where Satan has set up his church. As we know, everything that Satan does, he does as an he's an imitator. And so he does things to confuse or to bring deception to the people. One thing about Satan, even Satan reads the word of God and he knows the word of God. And that's what he does. He takes the word of God, he twists it so that people can become confused or deceived through their own desires or lust. And so if you notice, you can you listen to preachers that preach messages that feed our desires. The Bible tells us if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all things will be added unto us. If we seek the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart, but it has to come through the spirit and it has to come through diligently seeking the father. Because there are some things that God won't allow you to have right now. There are some things that the Holy Spirit won't let you get, not because he doesn't want you to have it, not because he doesn't want you to walk through that place or he doesn't want you to be in that place of ministry, but he wants you to be mature enough 
and handle the responsibilities of you being a good steward over what he's placed you with. So sometimes, saints, he can't release certain things into our hands until it is time. So I want to read to you um, a scripture where it talks about in the book of Ephesians 1, it says, God has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. And so to the intent that now that the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church and the manifold wisdom of God. And so, therefore, by us exposing these things, because, see, this is what's happening. A lot of people are deterring from the truth because they're seeking desire rather than seeking the will of the Father. And that's what's happening with a lot of preachers and apostles and prophets and teachers. They're wanting their desires to be manifested rather than the the, uh, movement of God. And one thing about it, God, the Holy Spirit, he knows the timing of when it's time for us to be released in certain things that we are called to do in this earth. And so, believers, we must not ignore these things because we must preach the whole counsel of God in the face of deception. So false teachings, those that are walking in occults or doctors of demons, they got to be identified. Okay? So let's go to Second Timothy 4. Let's go to Second Timothy 4. Give me a minute to go there. So we're going to go to Second Timothy, and we're going to go to 4, starting with verse 1. So we're going to go to Second Timothy, and we're going to go to 4. He said, I charge therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living in the dead as appearing and kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Rebuke, extort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, and they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, and fulfill your ministry. So here I read to you. Second uh, Timothy four down to five, it says, "For they will not endure sound doctrines, but according to their own desires." That's what I was just talking about earlier. One of the things that 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 people do that operate under a spiritual wickedness in high places is they try to bring Christ, or they try to bring the Word of God, and set and set it in a high place through what they desire or what the, to them they see as revelation. And we must understand, saints, that we are called in this hour to expose these things because we are called in this hour to walk in truth. We're called in this hour to preach the truth. We're called in this hour to preach the truth in season and out of season. We're called to stand. when, uh, Even when no one is standing with us, we're supposed to stand and believe the report of the Lord. Amen. In Ephesians 5, verse 11, It says, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in secret. So, in other words, 
when we see things or we see people, and this is what we do with the body of Christ. When we see things that are false, we ignore it. Okay, are we? The Bible tells us to have no to have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. And so, when we see people who are straying away from the faith and they're already under some type of fruit of darkness, we are supposed to expose that thing. We are not supposed to sit back and act like we don't see it. And we should tell, even if we have a friend, and see, this is what we do. When we have family, especially, or friends, and I've seen this, I have a dear friend that whose brother got on social media and made a statement about there's no heaven, well, not heaven, but there's no hell, that he didn't believe that there was a hell. And so she came on, and, you know, I love her dearly, but she was trying to justify why her brother said that, or, you know, saying that we're not supposed to judge. The word of God, the Bible says, first and foremost, judging is when you say somebody is going to hell. When you've already counted that person out and you said there's no help. You know, we get confused because we confuse exposing with judging. Exposure and judging are two different things. When you judge someone, you are, you're declaring that there's no hope for them. They're not going to change. They're on their way to hell, and they're just, you know, there's just no hope. If we don't expose people in the midst of their sin, how are they going to repent? How are they going to turn away? It has to be exposed so that the truth will be revealed, that they can turn away from that. Now, when we expose, we need to do it in love. We don't need to do it. I agree with that. We do need to expose in love, and we need to be very cautious and prayerful prophets before we expose anybody in the midst of their sins. We must go to God up fast and pray and seek direction from the Holy Spirit. A lot of times you can bring exposure through a message. You don't have to point your finger directly at the person or call a person's name out, but you can call out the act the things that they're doing, because it's not the person that the Holy Spirit, or it's not the person that God is angry with, it's their action, and it's the things they're doing that is, that's displeasing unto the Father, that's displeasing unto God, and so therefore, we must understand that it is by the action that we must address, not the person, so there's a difference. And exposing. Because, see, what happens with these devils is when you start exposing them, the first thing they want to start hollering is, he who has not seen, let him be the first to cast the first stone. People only quote that when they're exposed. But when somebody else is being exposed, we don't have a problem with it. But we have a problem with it when God will get exposed to you. And, see, one thing about it, even when David because when he went and he when he went and he slept with a woman that was not his wife, Bathsheba, and not only did he do that because he had first and foremost, what was the first thing David noticed when a woman was bathing naked? He had a desire. He already had wives, but he still had a desire. And one thing about the flesh, the flesh loves to fulfill or love to please what it desires. Even when Eve was tempted to sin. She was tempted to, well, it's pleasurable to feed your desire. And this is what we're seeing, saying in the church. We're seeing many leaders whose appetite is not for the will of Jesus Christ, not for the will of Jesus, not for the will of his 
of his purpose, not for the will of building his church, but the appetite is for what they desire. And so just like David, he had desire for this woman, and that desire led to what? Sin. It led to sin. And then when he slept with her, right after he did it, then the consequences of it was she got pregnant. Now he got to try to cover up what he has, what, fed his appetite of desire. So now he has to cover it up. And then he goes to cover it up. He goes to have his wife murdered. You understand what I'm saying? So we must understand. We must understand, say, that that's how sin brews up. It starts off with an appetite. It starts off with us having a desire, you know, the, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That talks, that's that's in, uh, uh, the first piece of John. We, we talk about the uh, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, you know, the lust of the eyes. We, we, it's an appetite. We want our desire to be appealed. And so what happens is many people fall under that temptation of wanting their, their appetite or their desire to be fulfilled, and they'll try to stay the Holy Spirit or God told them to do so, when the Lord did not tell them to do so. Because one thing about God, I'm going to give you examples. You can take a million dollars and put it in a homeless person's hands. But if that homeless person has not sat down with a financial and been equipped on how to handle that million dollars, within a year they'll be broke. Sometimes before God release you for your ministry to grow abroad, God might send you a few people. He wants you to be faithful over that few that he sent you. And when he sends them to you, then you are to be faithful and discipling and teaching them God's word. But what's happening is the desire is I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm not satisfied with the people I have. I want more. So we prematurely step out of boundaries or step out of the will of God, and we go into fables. We go into itchy ear preaching. We start preaching things that people want to hear. We start preaching things that appeal to their appetite. And then what happens is the crowd is appealing to that. They come because you're, you're feeding them. Now you're not only are you preaching what you desire, but now you have drugged somebody else in. You brought in somebody else, and now you're feeding them off of your appetite. And this is not pleasing to God, and it's causing many people to fall away from the faith. Everybody ain't going to be millionaires. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just Jesus said the poor you have with you always. I'm not saying that you got to have a poor mentality or you got to stay broke, busted, and disgusted and wait for the sweet chariot of Christ to come and swing you out the earth and walk like, you know, like, like, you, like you crippled all day on earth and, be, and, and, and suffer. Let me tell you something about walking in long suffering. Long suffering doesn't mean that you're supposed to walk around with your head down, walk around dragging your feet, swinging and swing low sweet chariots until he comes to take you home. Long suffering means that you are in a place where you said, you know, you may not be where God has you at this point, but you are trusting and believing that your season, your time is coming. And you're maintaining a healthy and fruitful relationship with Jesus Christ until the manifestation of the promise that has been over you come to pass. Long-suffering doesn't mean that you got to be crying and whining and, oh, woe is me, and it's just, everything is just so. No, it's a time where you're enduring the hardship. But in the midst of him, you enduring it, he is strengthening your 
spirit man. No wonder we're not seeing people being healed of cancer and delivered from these spirits because we don't have to believe that God is moving us in a new dimension in the spirit. We can't believe God for what he has already promised us. If you can't believe what God's spoken over you and you got to go a shortcut, then how are you going to heal somebody? How is God, the Holy Spirit going to use you to have faith to heal somebody who's afflicted with a death, a, a, a death disease or a disease that's going to lead them to death? How are you going to have the faith to know that Jesus Christ is going to raise them out of that bed of affliction if you can't trust him for the work of the ministry that he has given you to do? So we got to understand, saints, that's why people fall under doctors of devils. Really, if they fall under those things, it's simply because they haven't, they haven't been fed the appetite that they desire. Our appetite should not be for what we desire. Our appetite should be based on the principles and the word of God. Our hunger and our thirst should be for more of the presence of the Lord, more of the presence of his word, so that we can be effective in building the kingdom of God. But the sad thing is we cannot unattach ourselves from the things of this world. There's too many things in this world, too many distractions. Satan loves to make things and present it in your face so that you would desire it. I'm not saying you can't enjoy things. I like things like that's okay. I, I, my, my, God's blessed me with, with a machine called a cricket, and I can make, you know, T-shirts and different things like that with it. You know, I desire Chanel. You know what I did? I went to this. I was at the dollar store, and I saw some jelly shoes, and they were so cute. And when I looked at them jelly shoes, the Holy Spirit said, you can put that Chanel on, on, sign on, on them shoes. I, I, I went right on my, on my computer, designed it, put it on my shoe. I got some Chanel shoes, and I didn't pay maybe $6 for it. That's all I paid for was six dollars. I don't care, you know. It, it may not be the authentic scenario, but one thing about it, I like the. I just like the simple. I like it. It's cute. And guess what? It didn't cost me nothing. I, I didn't have to go out there and prophesy a thousand lines, thousand dollar lines, so I can go buy me some thousand dollar shoes. And I'm not gonna pay a thousand dollars for some shoes. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna do that. Yes, I do like quality things. Yes, there are things that I like, but I'm not, one thing about it, I like the stuff, but I'm not going to let the stuff consume me. I'm not going to let stuff make me. I'm not going to let Louis Vuitton and Chanel and Gucci and Versace make me. Because at the end of the day, when the Spirit of God calls me home, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Versace, Gucci, all going to be sitting right here on this earth. Until Christ comes back to redeem it. And he already told the disciples, he already said, I'm going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So in the eternal, in, in the eternal kingdom, I don't know if Louis Vuitton is going to be around. I don't know if Chanel is going to be around in the eternal kingdom. I'm not looking for Louis and Chanel in the eternal kingdom. I'm looking for Katrina to be in the eternal kingdom where I can reign and rule for eternity. We are supposed to be preparing the body of Christ for eternity, not what's on earth. Too many leaders want to prepare people how to be financially stable on earth. Don't get me wrong. There's a balance. Nothing wrong with that. But don't let it be your focal point. Don't let it be. That's all you care about. That's all you focus on because you ain't promised to be here tomorrow. You're not promised to be here next year. And I've seen many people who work their fingers to the bone. My husband works at a paper plant. My husband works at a paper plant. 
You know how many men, my husband has a good paying job. They pay them very well. And they have good benefits along with the pay. Do you know how many of those men work at that paper mill, retired, planning to take their vacations, planning to go on trips, and planning to do the things they desire to do, and they die? Why? Because of the chemicals that's in that place that they, that they work. And do you not know that I'm an intercessor? My husband is covered by the blood. Why? Because every time he goes to that paper mill, I said, Lord, let none of those chemicals, let nothing that will seep into his skin or cause him to be, uh, to cause him to fall in a place of, 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 of sickness or affliction or anything like that. God got my husband protected. Why? Because because he belonged to him, and we're not caught up on the finance of the money. We ain't caught up on that. We're not caught up on that. Why? Because we know that God is building us, Jesus is building us to, for eternity. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with you being financially stable. We do need to eat. But as I said earlier, too many people are allowing riches to make them instead of them making the riches. The Lord told us in Deuteronomy that we ought to be lenders and not borrowers. So most people who are wealthy, I don't see too many of them there. I'm not saying there are not some ministries that are helping and building churches for poor people and, and putting food and clothing on their backs. But saints, it's not about just putting food and clothing on their backs. It's really about being able to administer the presence and the word of God to poor people who are poor naturally and spiritually, so that they can be so they can be awakened in their spirit, resurrected in their spirit, that they can live for Christ. And we must start exposing these doctrines of devils because they are on the move. I see more demons on Facebook pushing the gospel than I see truth. And it's sad because one thing about them, they ain't stopping and they're not slowing down. Satan is not, you know, God doesn't sleep with thunder, but God is looking for some people to awaken and get on the ball and get on their assignment and begin to preach the truth, saints. But what's happening is, I'm going to tell you what's going on. The ones that the true believers that's preaching the truth because they ain't getting thousands of views or they ain't getting a whole bunch of people patting them on the back, they're slowing up. Because they feel outnumbered. I don't care if there's a thousand views. Let's tell you something about Satan. Satan's always going to make something appear as if it's great, as if it's good. Because that's what he does. He camouflages. He makes everything look like it's so great. But when you really dig down in the depth of it, you'll know it's a lie. So we as believers, we need to rise up, prophets, and begin to proclaim this gospel. And if it means losing friendships with some people, oh, so be it. Because the Bible tells us to have no fellowship with those who are fruitful and, 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 and putting themselves and working themselves in works of darkness. He says don't even have no fellowship with them. So why are you so afraid to be truthful because a few people in ministry are going to walk away from you? Why? Because they're going to put you on the platform? That's what it is. A lot of people don't want to expose what's going on because they friends are on platforms and they hoping, well, they'll let me get a platform one day. So what you going to do when you get the platform? Get up there and join in with them? Or are you going to preach the gospel truth? 
Because that's what a lot of us is doing. And I know many of you probably don't like this message, and you probably saying, you know, well, you know, it, 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 you know, it is what it is, and you know, I, you know, it, it ain't for me to worry about all that. I'm just gonna work at my own salvation. You can work at your own salvation with fear and trembling, but baby, if you got a title on your name, that's not the same thing. You're supposed to work at your own salvation, but at the same time, you're supposed to be preaching gospel truth and exposing things that ain't the truth. And that's where it is. A lot of us that's in the church, we're afraid. We're believers who are afraid to expose. And you don't have to expose all the time talking. You can expose by the way you live. A consecrated lifestyle is always going to move things that are right. It's going to reposition things that are not right. Anytime you consecrate it, anytime a consecrated vessel walks into a room, things begin to line up. Because one thing about the presence of God, his presence causes things that are dark to move out the way. Satan can't handle the presence of God. He don't want it. He don't want it nowhere around it. But what he will do is he'll imitate the presence of God. And that's what a lot of people fall under. That I'll say uh, hypnotism. They're going to these ministries that are providing. I saw on Facebook where somebody was talking about how we put lights and we we make the church look like a stage or an entertainment place, and we're we're spending thousands of dollars. You know how much that stuff costs. That equipment costs. In our ministry, we work what we got. I'm sorry, we don't have lights like everybody else. But I'll tell you one thing, the cloud comes in there. Then we ain't get to blow smoke in our ministry. The real cloud comes in our ministry. We don't have to blow smoke to make it seem like that's the presence of God. No, when we get in that place of worship, the presence of God comes in. And how do you get how do you invoke the presence of God? Through a consecrated lifestyle, through a repentant and a pure heart saying. We have got to start exposing these things. We have got to start pushing the truth because Jesus is coming back. They're getting ready to build a temple. I keep saying that. I keep declaring that. There, 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 many prophets are talking about it right now. That we're only one step away from Jerusalem rebuilding the temple over in Jerusalem. That temple is going to be rebuilt. And the end of Christ, who, he's already at work right now. But there will be a false prophet. There will be somebody who will proclaim their God that will sit in that temple. And the abomination and desolation is going to be birthed forth because the beast system is raising its head. They're raising that system right now. The Babylonian system has now become a beast system. That's the reason why the currency, they're trying to get rid of money so that you can't buy or sell without a chip. It's either going to be a credit card in your hand or a chip in your arm. However, they're going to do it, but it's coming. And while the church is acting like a circus and we're too busy being quiet, they're raising that beast system right before our eyes. And it's sad that some prophets can't even discern what's going on in the atmosphere, what's going on in this age. That's why they're such a great falling away. That's why they're such a great apostasy. Because when they start getting people to fall away, then they're going to start demanding that we can't preach this gospel like it is in other nations. That's what America is leading to. Right now, we're falling away from the truth. Then it's going to start becoming constitutionalized in our jurisdictions and, in our, in our, and being put in our constitutions. You can't preach the Bible. You can't preach this. You can't preach against homosexuality. You can't preach against this. You can't preach against that. And if you do, you're going to be thrown in jail. 
But right now, while we get the liberty and the freedom to preach God's word, we need to cry out and spare not and bring forth truth. So what if you ain't got a thousand followers? I don't care. I don't care if it's one person on this line listening. And I pray that if it is, that this word uh, goes in the in the belly of your spirit, that it will cause you to want to shift and start preaching this gospel truth and start getting the true word of God out there through power, demonstration, and love. That's what we're called to do, saints. We have got to expose these things. Jesus Christ is the church, and we are the believers. We are his body. He's the head, and we are his body. And we must go, and we must preach this gospel, and we must preach it and put Satan and all his cohorts and his religious structure, and we must put it under the feet of Christ. We must put it under our feet because Jesus said all power. He's given us all power over the enemy. Go back and read Luke 10 and declare that scripture over you. Luke 10 and 19, he's given us all power, saints. So let's rise up in this hour and let's walk in truth. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in on the prophetic song with Apostle Katrina Garrett. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to contact Apostle Garrett, please visit our web at www.tkcglobalministries.com or visit our page on Facebook, The Prophetic Song. Thank you for tuning in on The Prophetic Song with Apostle Katrina Garrett.